latest in the Bova News podcast series. I'm Kim Bremer and I'll be your host today. In today's dairy industry, where consumers pay close attention to how their food is produced, it becomes more and more important for dairy producers to engage with consumers in meaningful ways. When dairy producers tell their story, consumers listen, and that dialogue can lead to a greater understanding of how food gets produced. Today, we're going to talk to a producer who does an exceptional job at telling their story. Kelly Reynolds is involved in her husband Tyler's family farm, Rencrest Farms. It's a third-generation dairy in western New York where they milk 1,400 cows. Kelly enjoys sharing the farm's happenings on social media and worked into a public relations role on the farm, working with tours, virtual visits, and neighborhood outreach. Kelly also enjoys working with the farm show cattle program. Kelly and Tyler have one daughter, Canyon, and I'm super excited that you were able to join us today. Welcome, Kelly. Thanks for having me, Kim. So first off, we heard a little about the farm, but can you tell us about yourself and give us some background? Yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin. Um, We had some dairy cattle growing up. I attended Cornell University after high school, and that's where I met my husband, Tyler. After college, I worked for Oakfield Corners Dairy, also in Western New York, and then for the New York Holstein Association um, as their executive manager. After um, COVID hit, it was actually a really good time to transition out of that role into the current role I have, which is a stay-at-home mom, and um, become more involved on the farm in that public relations role and doing things. I had, uh, we had started the farm Facebook page a few years ago, and um, it's just a way for me to be involved in the farm and and kind of, uh, like you said, share our story a little bit. Now, what made you decide that this was something important that needed to be done? Yeah, in it was something that we had kind of talked about. I would say that our family is a little bit more private. We're kind of, I would say, the typical dairy farmers. We like to, you know, do our work, keep our heads down. We, I always make the joke that um, I talk to the people because everyone else just likes working with the cows. So um, it was just, it was something we had talked about but hadn't done. And then I attended YDLI Um, Holstein Foundation's YDLI program in 2019 and 2020. And while we had had a Facebook page and some social media, um, and we're doing some some things on social media before that, um, that kind of gave me an extra push to be a little bit more involved and maybe more transparent or or just more active on social media. So that was kind of an extra push uh, for me to just start kind of sharing more about our farm. What platforms are you on? We are on just Instagram and Facebook um, for right now. So uh, we kind of, those are two things that I am familiar with. And we don't do, I think we do have a TikTok account. Um, I've made some TikToks, but I'm not, uh, I would say I'm almost getting too old for TikTok. So (laughs) um, we don't do a ton on that platform. Uh, now, can you walk us through some of the things that you do? You know, do you have a goal for the number of things you try to post in a certain time period? Uh, what's your specific audience that you're targeting? Yeah, when we started our Facebook page, it was really our, our biggest goal was to be able to connect with our neighbors and just be more kind of involved in our community so that, hey, you know, we're bailing hay this week, so watch out for our equipment, um, things like that. 
So that was kind of how we started. And I would say that's still, uh, for the most part, our target audience. It's, it's not necessarily, um, yeah, it's not necessarily about reaching like a huge, the masses, but just really staying in touch with our neighbors and our, in our community, um, as a way for them to kind of know what's going on here. So we live, um, as a side note, we live on a major highway and a mile from us is, uh, Darien Lake amusement park, which is a six flags amusement park. Um, they have an amphitheater with concerts all summer long. So we are really, um, even though we're in a rural area, a lot of people drive by our farm, um, especially in the summertime. And that was just, we, we wanted to be able to, you know, let people know that what we were doing and, and we have some cows out on pasture in the summertime and people really enjoy seeing that, but people sometimes don't even realize that we are milking cows here or, or have a dairy farm. So, um, I would say our target audience is, is our community members and, you know, those people that are driving by the farm. Now, do you try to post a certain number of things in a, in a certain time period? I, um, just to kind of keep myself accountable, I pretty much just try to post something every day. Um, that's not necessarily always something that's going on on the farm. Sometimes I share, um, other pages, posts and things like that. We ship our milk to upstate farms and, um, that's a co cooperative that's local to Western New York. And so I try to connect, um, you know, them with our farm by sharing those posts and things like that. So um, I would say for the most part, I try to post something every day. And um, in the summertime, when things are a little bit more exciting around here, I sometimes uh, do some more um, videos or or stories and things like that on our Instagram page. But for the most part, I just try to I just try to post something once a day to kind of keep myself on track and keep our page active. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're engaging with consumers, especially through social media, we know that not all interactions are positive. Have you ever had any negative feedback and how did you address it? Yeah, I would say for the most part, um, I would say 99% of our um, feedback is positive. That was one of the things that made us a little hesitant to kind of get active on social media. Um, you hear the horror stories. But um, like anything, you have to take the good with the bad. And um, honestly, our approach is just um, kind of ignore it. Um, if, if it's something that can be explained, we try to do that. Um, but we really just, honestly, for the most part, we really have some great feedback. And very rarely do we have negative comments or, or, or negative interactions. Well, and that's great to hear. And it's one of the things I was hoping that you may bring up today as well, because, uh, you know, a lot of producers are, they don't really want to be engaged on, on social media because you do hear horror stories, but it's good to hear that uh, maybe the hype that you hear doesn't always match up with what actually happens. How about your favorite success story on social media? What's been your most positive outcome? Um, last year when COVID uh, had just kind of everything right after everything shut down, I was supposed to um, read a book for um, Ag Literacy Week at a local school. And obviously, we no one was going to school um, in the middle of March last year. So I actually read the book from our calf barn and got a huge response from it. And um, a lot, some other people started doing that as well. So I thought that was really cool. And it was a way kind of right at the beginning there to 
have some positive interactions with people, even though we really weren't seeing people and things like that. So I would say that was probably one of my um, favorite posts. So let's shift gears a little bit and move on to tours. Now, you you do virtual tours, you do in-person tours. Uh, Can you give us a feel for how many you do a year and how how did you get started? Yeah, we um, enjoy doing tours here. I have to give a shout out to everyone on the farm because they usually go along with all of uh, the things that I volunteer us for. And I don't say no to too many things. (laughs) So I'm pretty fortunate that way. Um, Tours have definitely slowed down, I would say. We used to be in maybe like the five to 10 tours a year um, before COVID. And then last year we did, um, as far as some virtual events, we did an adopt a cow program that reached um, Buffalo area schools. We reached thousands of, of young kids, which is really awesome. And that was actually a week long thing that went on for, um, I want to say eight weeks. Um, I would do videos around the farm of different subjects and um, that was organized actually through a, an egg in the classroom program. And then just a couple of weeks ago, I did some virtual tours with American Dairy Association Northeast um, with classrooms from New York City and then also some Western New York classrooms as well. So um, usually when I'm doing virtual tours, that's something that someone reaches out to us and Um, They bring their equipment or things like that with the egg in the classroom. I was just recording on my cell phone. Um, But that's how the the virtual tours are usually something that people reach out to us and um, we oblige them. So So how about your in-person tours? What are most of your groups like? Yeah, most of our groups are school groups. Um, We actually have a really good relationship with one of our one of the teachers that my husband and his siblings had in high school it's kind of a long story but his daughter teaches in New York City and she usually brings a busload of students out once a year and these are kids that have never even seen grass before some of them so um coming to the farm is a real eye-opening experience for them and I would say that's one of our favorite tours to give um just because it's it's youth that have really never been outside New York City. Um, And then um, we've given tours to younger students. Um, I, um, in conjunction with American Dairy Association, I was a part of a program called Speakers Bureau, where I was going into classrooms and talking about our dairy farm. And from that, I've given tours to teachers. um, And one was a culinary class, and the teacher was a vegan. And she, we just had the greatest time on the farm. So it was a really cool experience to kind of show her what we do, because um, that was definitely someone whose opinion of animal agriculture was not the same as ours. And so uh, those in-person tours, they really vary. Um, we've had uh, the con- a congressman out and things like that. So I love getting um, our elected officials out on the farm when we can, too. What's been the most surprising interaction that you've had or toughest question you've ever gotten? Yeah, I would say um, when we had um, our congressman, Congressman Jacobs, out this last fall, um, we were talking about kind of the challenges of farming, and he was he was at our farm to address um, some part, some trade partnerships with Canada, 
And I would say the challenging part to that was, um, that's kind of not the problem, not, not the biggest problem in our, um, in the scope of things on our farm, you know, we're dealing with labor, we're dealing with some other things. And so kind of getting him to realize that, yes, I mean, in the big scheme of things, trade partnerships are really important, but we also have a lot of other things we need to focus on um, in Western New York, well, and in our country, as far as labor and um, different challenges that agriculture is facing. Yes, what a great educational opportunity in in that case. Yes. So what would be your piece of advice for producers interested in doing more for community outreach? Uh, I think probably one of the most impressionable things always is that there, there really doesn't seem to be any rules and everyone, I mean, you can do things that interest you the most, but for someone who is thinking about what the next step is in consumer outreach, what would you suggest to them? Yeah, I would say um, just, start small and do do what you can and what you're comfortable with. I like doing the social media, but I wouldn't necessarily call myself like an advocate. Um, I think there are a ton of great people in this industry that share their story and maybe reach a lot more people than I do. Um, but I just think that if we can keep our, our neighbors interested in what we're doing and, um, and keep those lines of communication open with our neighbors too. You know, if, if we're posting things on social media, I feel like they're a lot more apt to um, send us a message and let us know maybe something that's going on um, in a field of ours or um, things like that. So I think, I think social media has really served us well in that, in that capacity of maybe being better neighbors. And that's kind of where we're comfortable. So I would just say, start with where you're comfortable and maybe that's a newsletter or maybe it is some Facebook posts and things like that. So, um, you know, I don't think <laughs> when I started, I didn't think I was going to be, I, I, I don't think I'll ever be famous doing this, but we're, we're still reaching the people we want to reach. So I think that's important to remember. Well, Kelly, I don't think you should sell yourself short. Uh, Too often we get hung up on labels, but I think anytime you're reaching out and reaching people and telling the story, uh, that's that's really important to the industry as a whole, whether whether you consider yourself famous or not by any means. But uh, what are your goals going forward? You know, this is something that's always kind of shifting and changing. And what do you see as the next? the next step for you and for the farm. Yeah, for sure. Well, like I talk about um, too old for TikTok, I, I think definitely social media is changing and I, I try to stay current on that. Um, but I think some goals for us moving forward is definitely doing some more virtual events, but maybe um, self-prompted, you know, not waiting for someone to ask for a tour, but maybe doing some more um, videos around the farm and things like that. And um, definitely would like to grow our following a little bit more. Um, so just kind of being able to to reach more people um, and staying, staying on trend with some of those social media things is a challenge, but always something to work towards. Well said. Uh, where can people go to follow you? Yeah, our farm page is Rencrest Farm, and that's on Facebook and Instagram. Um, so, and that's that's where we are for right now. Perfect. 
Well, thank you so much for taking the time with us today. We appreciate it. This wraps up our Bova News podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to follow Bova News on your favorite podcast subscription service. And while you're at it, go ahead and follow us on the various social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube page. And be sure to check out our website, bovanews.com, for more information and alerts to upcoming podcasts and webinars. This has been your host, Kim Bremer. And from everyone at Bova News, have a great day. 